Hello on this beautiful day and welcome to Table Talk Podcast. I'm your host as always, Alvis Williams. And I just want to thank you for tuning in today. Uh, before we get started, I want to let you know to never miss an episode, to never miss a show. Remember to subscribe uh, and also share this, share this with your friends and your family members. Also, we want to take the time also to just thank our partner uh, at the Fountain Ministries um, for always being a great, significant support. Uh, if you're looking to grow, mature, develop, be challenged in your faith, I encourage you to go and check out thefountainministry.com out for many available resources that will um, just help you grow and mature in your walk with the Lord. Again, that's at thefountainministry.com where we just teach, equip, and train those in the faith. It's very educational, but yet also spiritual as well so that you can mature uh, in the Lord. Today, we are going to be talking about praise and worship. And truly, what is it? I have a special guest that's going to be joining me, Miss Lashonda Beck from Greensboro, uh, North Carolina. She, she's also a praise and worship leader as well uh, at the local church that I attend, Purpose House in Greensboro, North Carolina, where Pastors Dan and Christy Bray are the residing pastors. A big shout out to my Purpose House family. And we're just going to just get right into it. Before we do, though, I just want to just kind of give a brief bow as to Lashonda is. Born and raised in Rochester, New York. She came from a big family of seven. She moved to St. Petersburg, Florida at 14 years old uh, with her father, who's a pastor as well. And at this time, she said that she truly discovered Jesus. I do believe that there's a difference. I like the fact that she said she truly discovered Jesus. One thing is one thing to come and accept Jesus, but it's another thing truly discover who Jesus is, because when you discover him, he truly discovers you. She called her by name at a young age and he chose to lead uh, his people. So currently she lives in North Carolina, uh, and she's also the sole CEO of Virtuous 7, which is a faith-based custom online t-shirt store. You can also go check that out at virtuous7.com. I want to encourage you guys, definitely go and check that out. I've actually purchased some uh, material from her. Uh, I'm telling you, it's very creative and very ingenious. Uh, so go and check that out. She's also privileged and honored to lead our people in praise and worship. So today, that's what we'll be talking about, praise and worship and that may seem like a very small and simple subject but when you think about everything that we go through within our daily lives as being saints being blood-washed believers in the faith when it comes to praise and worship i do believe that sometimes that can be somewhat hindered maybe because of how we feel or maybe because of what we think so we're going to actually be talking about that today i just want to thank lashonda for joining us she's truly an anointed woman of god she's a wife she's a friend she's a mentor to many and i just want to thank her for joining us today hello lashonda are you there Hi, yes, I'm here. I'm excited to be here, and I just want to extend a thank you to you for allowing me to go before the people, and shout out to our pastors, Pastor Dan and Pastor Christy, and I'm just excited just to talk about this subject because I live it, you know, this is just what I do, so it's yeah, a pleasure. It definitely is, and it's something because I was actually thinking about this particular topic, and I was thinking about how a lot of times that we allow God to actually uh, have a visitation within our praise, but not actually inhabit our praise. And I think visitation has to do with temporary, but habitation has to do with dwelling and residing. So I just wanted to really kind of bring that out because God, he doesn't want a part-time visit as like a deadbeat father on the weekend. He just don't want to commune with us just Sundays 
but he wants full custody of our praise. I just want to just let the, the listening audience know that we're going to be hitting on three different topics. And the first one is what hinders praise and worship. Uh, and number two was do the saints actually possess the praise and worship? I mean, we're talking about ownership versus stewardship. And I know there's going to be some questions on that, but I, I promise you we're going to bring some clarification to that. And our last point will be what are the major differences between devotion and emotion? when it comes to spirit and in truth. So uh, without mm. further ado, uh, I'm just going to allow uh, LaShonda to kind of expound on this first one. But before we do, uh, LaShonda, is there anything that you want to say to our listening audience before we get started? Um, I just hope and pray that everybody, you know, you just take something from it and apply it to your life. You know, it's, it's one thing to just listen to it, but to actually apply it to your life, it makes all the difference. So just keep that True. in mind. Awesome, awesome. So our first question is, what hinders praise and worship? Um, I think that's an important one there because a lot of times we come in the house of God and we almost feel as if we're doing God a favor sometimes. And a lot of times people don't want to actually admit that, uh, but sometimes we come in the house of the Lord with a preconceived notion or ideology thinking the praise and worship leader or the praise and worship team, they're going to be my cheerleader or my hype man to get yes. me in that position of praise and worship. Could you kind of hit on that a little bit? What what hinders praise and worship? Yes, and just first things first, I want to address that because um, I didn't know this at first until I got deeper in my relationship with God, but it's actually not the praise and worship leader, like you said, to coach and stir you up because if praise is something that you do on a day-to-day basis, which it should be, regardless of how you feel or what you're going through, it should follow you into a church service where we don't have to jump and prime you. So I just wanted to address that. But then there's where you have to know the difference between praise and worship because we oftentimes put them into the same category when they're really two different things. And so... I want to start off with praise. Um, when you look at the Western's definition, praise means to express a favorable judgment as a divine being or supernatural mm-hmm. power. Worship wow. is to honor or reverence as a divine being or supernatural power. And so we have to know the difference between the two. Praise is seeking God. Worship is being found by God. Okay. Can you say that again? Can you say that again? <laughs> praise is seeking God. And worship is yes. being found by God. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I like that. Yes. I like that. I like that. So praise is seeking God, but worship is being found by God, which is biblical because the scripture says that he seeks he seeks a worshiper. It's to be temporary, but he wants to actually abide and dwell within uh, our praise and within our worship. Could you continue with that as far as exactly. praise and worship? Yes, and so praise... Is also something that we do, but worship is mm. something that God releases. And, and, and it, I, I didn't know that until I did a, um, the pastor had me doing a study on kingdom worship, getting back to kingdom worship. And it's a good read. It's actually um, by Dr. Miles Monroe, and he just gave out some real good key points that just really stuck with me. You know, worship is something that God releases. So that means it's not something that I've done. It's not something that you've done that is like, oh, I just, you know, provoke the Holy Spirit to, like, people take the credit from. But it's mm-hmm. actually God who releases that. And there is a distinction, but like you said, between praise 
and worship. There's, and I like the fact that you brought out that distinction because, like you said, worship is actually being released by God. And in worship, worship is where the warfare is. I always put as praise is what you value, but worship is what you give worth to. And people think to, to value something and to, to have something uh, worth something is, is the same, but there's a difference. Because when you look at, like for example, a house is given an appraisal, uh, meaning that it's given an amount. But a house is not a home if love's not in it. <laughs> so yeah, so the worth, worth that is found in the home uh, isn't actually the, the structure. It isn't actually the brick and mortar. It's those who, who's residing within it. Oh, Lord, I thank you. Well, I wanted to just get into those hindrances that you were talking about. Yes. With um, praise and worship. And I wanted to share, like, three major hindrances that, that have actually hindered me at one point in time because I, I just want to share you know, my experiences and my life experiences and how I've moved on and learned from them. And so, number one uh, major hindrance is being um, sin. So how how can sin be a hindrance? And Psalm 66, verse 18 says, If I regard my iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. So that means that unconfessed sin keeps us from getting into the presence with God. It is actually a barrier between you and God. The sin separates us from God. In Isaiah 59, verse 2, it says, But your iniquities have separated you from God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. So therefore, we must confess and repent for our sins, our transgressions against God's law and iniquity. And then after repentance, that is when you accept God's forgiveness and his righteousness, so the relationship between you and God can be restored. And if you go back up from Isaiah 59, verse 2 to Isaiah 59, verse 1, he says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither is his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. So when you confess your sins with a sincere heart, God will be available to you. But if you still struggle with um, not hearing from God, we have to check ourselves. Maybe we still have some some hidden sins, or maybe we are uh, living in condemnation. Because condemnation can be another um, barrier, meaning that you still haven't forgiven yourself. So we have to stop beating ourselves up because the sin has already been dealt with on Calvary. Mm. They nailed him to the cross you know, when he died for your sin. I like the fact that you bring out that second hindrance is that the fact that it's not that God has not forgiven us, but we have not forgiven ourselves. So yeah. that could become a that could become a, a great hindrance when we don't feel worthy um the bible says that he's made us worthy through his beloved and so we're we are made worthy we are made valuable and he delights himself within us we can't allow condemnation to disconnect us from from him who seeks worship to him who inhabits uh, our praise so wow that's good yes um another one is distraction there are so many that I could name. I could name them all day long because I, I recall being distracted by so many things, especially trying to get into worship service. And mm. and not even just worship service, but like on a personal level with just getting into God's presence at home or wherever you find in that prayer closet or wherever. But um, there's money that we get distracted by. There's family, marriage, children. We get distracted by our work, our careers. And with money uh, being at the top of the list, you know, as mm. soon as we wake up, most of us, we haven't even acknowledged God because we're already thinking, 
I need more money. How can I make more money? Let me check on my pay stubs to see what this week's paycheck is looking like, you know. And all of these are distractions, but it gets to the point where it consumes our minds so much that we forget about the one that woke us up this morning, that kept us safe on the highway while we were speeding, trying to hurry up and get to work. The one that allowed us to get to work safely. And we all have been guilty of I'll be the first to admit it, like I said. But it, so it talks about in Matthew 15, verse 8, verse 8, God was saying, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So wait a minute. So that means that we got a bunch of people that pretend to bless and honor God in service, but their hearts aren't even with God. <laughs> that sounds like good service to me. That is, that is so true. You know, and that's where I think it's important that we have to get away from a lot of these religious cliches uh things like for example uh praises go up blessings come down yeah uh, and a lot of times we we define blessing as something yes. but a lot of times the blessing isn't a thing blessing could actually be help be a healing a blessing could be a word of knowledge a blessing blessing could could be uh him just giving you the idea or, or the wisdom to know how to go about doing something but i think we define blessing as something and uh god isn't a god that can be manipulated uh by our praise or by our worship i believe that we pervert praise and we exploit worship whenever we attempt to try to manipulate god um yes. in a way in a way that we're um trying to get something from him for the sake of, of personal gain which is really and i know this off may be off a little bit um, which is actually witchcraft. Anytime I'm trying to fondle someone's emotions for personal gain, it's witchcraft. And, mm-hmm. uh, and God, you know, and I know that's hard for some saints to actually receive that, but um, me coming to church uh, does not do God a favor. Um, you know, he's commanded that as saints that we do not forsake this similar of ourselves together. So um, I'm amazed by people who feel like they can do this thing alone. I know with me and uh, my wife, we learned a long time ago, uh, whenever we first had the opportunity to be entrepreneurs and business owners, is that it's not about independence, but it's about interdependence, learning how wow. to surround, surround yourself with people who you know um, are going to serve, not just you, but serve the Lord with integrity. So, um, so I definitely thank you for your knowledge and your insight on that. So our next point, um, which is, do the saints actually possess the praise and worship? Oh, we're just talking about ownership versus stewardship. So, mm-hmm. thinking like, so what exactly does this mean? So a lot of times you hear people say, get your praise on, <laughs> you know, get your, get your worship on. <laughs> And that, and that that sounds great. That sounds great whenever um, you're you're doing good, things are are well. Uh, you know, I mean, you're just having a great uh, day. But what about when you've had a week that's just been full of chaos? Um, things have come up unexpected, um, or maybe you got a report from the doctor that maybe um, wasn't favorable. Um, so the thing is, at that point. Do we still praise? Do we still worship? Of course we do, but a lot of times we don't feel like it. But we're talking about ownership versus stewardship. And I know I, uh, we, me and you spoke briefly through email. Uh, David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise, his praise shall continue to be in my mouth. Sometimes it's hard to give him something I don't see. 
<laughs> Let me say yes, that again. Sometimes it's hard to give him. It's hard to give him something I don't feel. And, and what I mean by that, a lot of times maybe you don't feel like praise and you don't feel like worship. But I know the scripture says that through him let us offer up the sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips. Meaning I have to give him what's due to him. So I want you to hit on that. Do the saints actually possess the praise and worship? Ownership versus stewardship. Mm. So I want to address this first, just the ownership, because, you know, when you own something, that's saying that you have rights and go along with the ownership. That's so right. if you don't, just, I want to give an example. Just say if you only had one vehicle and I said, uh, Pastor Alvin, give brother so-and-so your car. You probably hesitate and you probably say something like, girl, you must be crazy, you know, or you tell me straight up. No, because why? It's yours. True. Um, but like the stewardship of it. So if I gave you another car, aside from the one that you already had, and I told you just bless sister so and so with this car, you would probably be more freely to give to her because you don't own the right to it, and it's not yours; it's somebody else's. And so you would, it would just be a natural instinct to just give it without any hesitation, right? True. And so that's the same thing, like when it comes to like praise and worship. So we don't own the right to praise and worship. Praise is turning our attention from ourselves to God. It's remembering and recounting who he is and what he has done. So, therefore, we are nowhere in that. God is worthy of our praise all day, every day, no matter what kind of day we're having. And just like you said in Psalms 34, verse 1, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times, not sometimes, not when I feel like, or not just when I'm going through, but his praise shall continually be in my mouth. So praise, like I said before, should actually be an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we don't we don't own the rights to praise and worship God. That you know. wow, and that's a great topic. And I, I think that it's just worthy of just kind of sharing that with the saints because a lot of times, you know, for example, there's a there's a difference between happiness versus joy. Um, mm-hmm. Happiness comes from happenings, um, but joy. I mean, when it comes to joy, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Um, what else? And that, and that's the thing. Even James, I think, with James, uh, chapter one, he says, uh, "Count it all joy, uh, various yeah. trials and temptations." Um, that's why I'm reminded of the scripture where it also says, um, "This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice." In other words. I don't know what may have come against you in your day, but rejoice, which means to rejoice, to have joy again, to find the strength again. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, we have to, like you said, keep that in the forefront of knowing that this praise and worship thing is more than just me coming to church, lifting my hands, shaking, jerking, and quivering. It's more mm-hmm. than that. It's a lifestyle. Praise and worship yeah. is definitely a lifestyle. And I just want to thank you for your insight on the, those that point. Um, going on to our next point, what are the major differences between devotion and emotion when it comes to spirit and truth? I'll let you kind of elaborate on that, the difference between the devotion and emotion when it comes to spirit and in truth. And this, this question is actually my favorite question because sometimes we can get so caught up in our emotions that we'll mistake it for being God or God <laughs> or God and so I True. just like that one but um, I wanted to reference from John 4 and 24 where it says God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth 
Mm. So that's good. In spirit means that we worship from our heart, and that means mm. our inner man, which is our spirit. Right. And the truth is being honest, being yourself before God, who you really are, being a sincere and being sincere and not bringing lip service before God. Mm. So when it comes to devotion, when you are in devotion with God, that's daily. That means you are loyal. You are truly in love and committed to Him. True. But when you, when your worship, when your worship is controlled by your emotions, when your praise and worship is controlled by your emotions, which is a natural, instinctive state of mind, if you are not careful, you can you can turn devotional worship into emotional based off of your circumstances, your mood, and how you feel. So, so definitely when it comes to spirit and in truth, like the spirit has to do with your heart. And, and, and then the truth uh, definitely has to do with that which is uh, exposed, you know, nothing, nothing hidden and, and secret, nothing. In other words, my spirit, my heart, David said, created me a clean heart. In other words, uh, God, I know that everything in me ain't quite right. <laughs> you know, it ain't all, all together. Said the scripture says, those that worship him must worship him in spirit. And in truth, in other words, God just doesn't want the parts of me that's good, uh, but he wants the ugly. He wants the crack in the crevices of my life. I always say that where we have keep out banners, we have it's in yellow tape. It's like, okay, God, you can come this far, um, but you can't, you can't have my hurt. You know, you can't have my pain. You can't have my bitterness. You, yeah. can't, you can't have those parts. But that's the part, when it comes to worship. That's the part he wants because you just said it in our first point. You said, you know, praise is seeking God, but worship is being found by God. And when yeah. God actually wants to, he wants to seek you out. Uh, this is why David said in the Psalms, he said, deal with me bountifully. In other words, Lord, I want you to deal with me in such a big way, in a big way, in a major way uh, that allows me to be uh, prostrate and exposed before you. Search, search me, oh God. Know my heart. Try me see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me into the path of everlasting life and that's definitely uh what that has to do with and a lot of times we're not careful we put our emotions where our devotion should be uh i uh, think about um anytime anytime i allow emotions to take the steering wheel to my life um it will drive me crazy <laughs> um so yeah. That it is important that my devotion keeps my emotions intact. I like what Apostle Paul said. He said, I discipline my body and I bring it under subjection. So that when I uh, minister or when I proclaim that it's not in vain or that I, I disqualify myself. I'm just honored. I thank you for joining us today, LaShonda. Is there anything that you can say to our listening audience close to Well, yeah, I just wanted to just leave a, a few things and hope that you take from it and just apply it to your life like I said we just have to really ask ourselves at the end of the day is everything that I'm doing and honoring and glorifying God how is my relationship with him like you said you know we can even use you know Monday through Friday do we treat God like our nine to five Monday through Friday job where we keep we keep it you know strictly business or do we have a casual relationship with God or do we truly have a a real sincere relationship and, um, or it's just, you know, as long as he gives me what I need, then we'll be okay. Wow. And then just all of the distractions that we have, Matthew 6 and 33 tells us, for all of these distractions, 
that we are to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added unto us. So that means that God should be first before anything else. And sometimes we don't do that. We don't really give God what what is due to him because we're so caught up or worried about, well, how am I going to make ends meet? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? When that's really not our job if we weren't created to worry. And I just wanted to leave that with you guys. And just remember, when we forfeit the things we ask God for, when we fail to seek him first. That is so true. So we are not to encircle God around things, but things around God. If we seek God, the things will come. (laughs) So we seek him, the things will come. That's just hitting off what you said, Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God uh, and his righteousness as long as I'm in alignment and I'm seeking him wholeheartedly and I des- mm-hmm. and I delight myself in him um my will would be in conjunction with his it would be synchronized with him with his and he he gives me the desire of of my heart because my heart is actually found within his so wow so uh, Lashana, yeah. how can if somebody wants to reach you someone within our listening audience if they want to reach out to you maybe to um, have you to maybe come speak on uh, praise and worship or maybe even do a course or a training with their staff uh, how how can they reach LaShonda back um, first you can reach me by my email at shondainspires at gmail.com and that's S-H-A-N-D-A inspires at gmail.com I'm also on Facebook um, you can just go search and put the at sign in front of Shonda and, um, Shonda Sharif so S H A N D A Cherie C H A R E A S E and I'm also on YouTube at Shonda Cherie as well. Gotcha. And they can also um do uh was it virtuous seven dot com, correct? Yes. Okay, virtuous seven dot com for all your needs as far as like engagements, family, uh family affairs, graduations, any type of special event, you need a T shirt. I tell you, just go and be blessed and go and, and make the purchase of virtuous7.com. Uh, could you spell that virtuous for us? Yes, V-I-R-T-U-O-U-S. That's 7.com. Gotcha. Well, um, guys, I want to just thank you all for joining us today, LaShonda. I just want to thank you for joining us here at Table Talk. It truly was a blessing to just you to share your expertise, yeah. your experience, and insight uh, today on praise and worship. It's just, praise and worship isn't just something uh, that we do, but it's something that we are. It's a lifestyle. Praise and worship is a lifestyle. Uh, the scripture says that with everything, everything that has breath, let it praise you, the Lord. And it's a lifestyle. The the dog barking, the the bird chirping, the wolf howling. Uh, it's all innocent. It's a lifestyle. Praise and worship. Everything that has breath, let it praise you, the Lord. But I just want to thank you for joining us. Um, also for our listening audience, um, we just thank you guys for tuning in today. Remember to subscribe. Remember uh, to share this with someone and just be a blessing to them. Remember here at Table Talk, we don't make assumptions. We make conversations. Uh, Go out and be blessed, but more importantly, be the blessing. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you. God bless. Thank you.